When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. Once again, the official, unofficial home of the number 25-ranked Purdue Boilermaker football woo, team. Woo. With you, as always, that was Casey Bartley, and I am Andrew Ledman. Casey, how are you doing tonight? I'm now thrown off because I don't get to say my own name. Exactly. I'm trying to keep you on your toes. Yeah, this is good. This is a new energy. I like it. I dig it. Uh, we're ranked 25, so you know what? It's not about me. Exactly. It's, it's, there's no I in team, so we're, we're here to just work together. Um, so we're here, of course, to talk about the upcoming game against Wisconsin, and we know Purdue football versus Wisconsin, never something we're looking forward to. Purdue, just get this out of the way at the front, Purdue has not beaten Wisconsin in football since 2003. We all know what happened in 2004. The less said about it, the better, okay? I think but we were both will, at that game, right? I definitely was at that game. So I was in high school. At- See, that was my freshman year at Purdue. Makes sense. So here, let me tell you about the week of that game, since we're already into it, and I know it's going to break people's hearts anyway. Um, so you know, every basically every ESPN talent and personality in show was at Purdue that week. Um, the show Cold Pizza, which was the precursor of First Take, was there. And they actually filmed in Ross Aid Stadium. So that that show, of course, is like early in the morning, bright and early. Uh, so my buddies and I went, and they literally gave you cold pizza. Awesome. Uh, in, From where? Um, I don't even remember where it was actually. 
Um, it it might have been Mad Mushroom. It's the salient details that I love most about yeah. the story. <laughs> it's a good story. Um, so you know, we were there. We watched him record that uh, in the stadium, and then of course game day was there. My buddy Matt busted out a tent. And he was first in line uh, for game day. So I joined him overnight. We slept there. It was uh, a couple of buddies. Uh, my brother was there also. And we were first in line for game day, got inside. It was on the Purdue track and field. And being first in line at game day, terrible idea. Uh, mm-hmm. You get stuck directly behind the cheerleaders. Correct. Uh, they are on, you know, the game day folks are on like a raised podium. And then they have like a, like a mesh wire fencing like thing behind them. So you can't really like see much of anything, and it's just – it's terrible. It, it was awful. Uh, it was an awful experience, and then they took – everybody was like supposed to go out the main gate, and of course it was like jam-packed, so it took forever. And idiot college student I am, feel invincible. I'm like, I'll just hop over the fence of the track. So I climb up the side of uh, the fence. I get to the top, and the top of the fence is one of those that has like the, the two metal pieces – uh, kind of exposed, so instead of being like just kind of round at the top, it's got the two pointy pieces. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, so I put my hand up there, not knowing what it is, go directly through the fence, like break the skin on the hand, and then just like immediately scream. And people are climbing up around me, so I can't really do anything else. So I just have to suck it up and climb over and then jump down. And I've got like blood running down my hand, like walking away from college game day. So... That was a fun day. Fun day. Uh, this gentleman speaking is a lawyer now. Yes, that is true. So, you know, no matter where you are in college, there there are good <laughs> things you can achieve in life. And uh, I just want to point out, no alcohol was involved in that story. That's worse. Definitely worse. <laughs> um, my, I'll, I'll just tell a quick part of my story. Uh, I had to figure out between me, Nick Yeoman, which mother was going to drive us. Nice. High school, right. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, okay. We came well, there and then, you know, got... I don't ever want to hear you shit on one of my stories again. That was terrible. I, I just most, wanted to make you feel old. Most stories have a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, that really didn't have anything. Yeah, I can't... I, I don't even remember which mom took us. Well, there you go. Perfect ending. Um, so, obviously, it's been a while for Purdue. Um, 14 games we've lost to Wisconsin, and it's just... It feels like it's been forever. It's one um, of those things where, like, it feels like that much, but you're like, there's no way it's actually been that long. And then you look, and it's been that long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just – so many of those losses – I mean, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Of the 14 times they've beat us, 11 times we've lost by double digits. Eight of the 20 – I'm sorry, eight of them were by 20 or more points. So eight of the 14 we've lost by more than 20. Uh, that is over half of those games for those math majors out there. And – you know, Brom had a chance three years ago in the 2018 season uh, to end the streak. We were winning the game in the fourth quarter, uh, and then we ended up losing in triple overtime by, I think it was 44 to 41. It was just, it was a mess. Um, but Purdue has not had good luck against Wisconsin. And honestly, one of the big reasons is Wisconsin always has one of the best offensive lines in the country and one of the best running backs in the country. And Purdue notoriously, uh, as of late, has had a terrible uh, run defense. And so they've been able to stop no one, and uh, Wisconsin especially. So, Casey, let me ask you, you've got the stats pulled up about Wisconsin. Can you tell me uh, anything about their running game this year? Um, I can. 
it's almost on par with Iowa. They're okay. at 4.4 yards a rush, and but the thing is, they run the ball 46 times a game. Okay. That's a lot. That's 62% of their plays. I was just about to ask what percent of their plays that was. 62% of their plays, uh, that is the 12th highest run ratio in the country. And yards per game, they're not super efficient, but 4.4 is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, that's it's a it's a lot of run, and they've got Ches Malik, who has been uh, their kind of workhorse, 112 carries, 500 yards, and then Braylon Allen, their bigger play guy, 46 yard carries, but it's averaging 6.3. Yeah, and and I believe um, looking at the stats, Malisi has had three games, I believe, over uh, 100 yards, and he's done it against some some okay competition i mean he did it against penn state which obviously penn state's a pretty good team uh 121 he did it against eastern michigan uh for 144 and then most recently he did it at illinois uh for 145 and obviously we know illinois is not very good so you can kind of discount that one a little bit but still three games over 100 yards um in your first six is pretty darn good yeah it does sound a little bit like uh, they're going to the freshman, Braylon Allen, who I was listening to the Bucky's quarter in their podcast, which I was on. And you can uh, listen tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, it'll be dropping. So that's going to be on Thursday. So if you're listening to this, it will hopefully uh, be Thursday. So you can listen today. Indeed. Or Friday. Either day yeah. is fine. Yeah. But it sounds like Braylon Allen, who is a young kid, something like 17 years, is really that, one of their... Wow, that is wild. Yeah, one of their best playmakers on the team and is really starting to show off and show out big playability. Definitely makes me a little... Yeah, yeah. Um, you never want to see the, the big young stud coming into their own uh, against you. Uh, he did... Allen did have 108 yards uh, against Army in Wisconsin's most recent game. Also, he's 240 pounds. Every running back from Wisconsin is 240 he's, pounds. Good God, 17 years old and 240 pounds. Uh, that uh, that is a large gentleman. It is. I'm trying to confirm year, but I believe oh, that's what they the age. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, either way, uh, that is still uh, a, a pretty darn big running back, and it doesn't surprise me that Wisconsin has a big running back because that's sort of their thing. I don't know where they find these guys every year. I guess it's sort of similar how. Purdue basketball seems to have a seven footer every year for the last, you know, 11 or so years. Uh, Wisconsin just finds a bowling ball of a human being to be their running back every year. Yeah. Um, I still have nightmares about what Jonathan Taylor does. Oh my gosh. You put that, that kind of talent behind really big hog mollies going to work and has worked against us. Yeah. Consistently 14 times in a row. Matter of fact. Um, now on the past game, um, Graham Mertz is a little, uh, little shakier than their run game. I'll just say that. Uh, his completion percentage on the season, just over 55%, average of 6.2 yards per uh, reception or per completion, a long of 43 yards. He only has two touchdown passes on the season compared with interceptions? seven interceptions. Um, so that is not good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you never want to have a approximately one to three touchdown interception ratio. So that works in Purdue's favor. And then you add in the fact that they've got a, another quarterback who's come in. He's thrown only 11 passes, but he has two interceptions. Yeah. So they I, do I not don't know what the ball. I don't know what they're doing with that guy, but he's thrown the ball 11 times, completed it five times and has two interceptions. And he's been sacked three times. Um, Mertz has been sacked eight times. So they've given up 11 sacks on the season, Um, which is strange to me because, you know, their offensive line always such a strength. But perhaps, you know, they're built more for run blocking than pass blocking, um, uh, which is obviously, you know, how they make their money, so to speak. So 
um, maybe maybe that is is the difference there. That or he just uh, stands back there and holds onto the ball, which yeah. is what I've seen a lot when I'm watching them play. Not a quick processor. Uh, pretty much all the telltale marks. Not a strong arm and not quick to process. He's not making up for late reads when he does throw it, so the ball doesn't get there. And yeah, they are not a team that protects the ball. They're minus 1.8 turnovers a game, 130th best tree, which is good. No. Uh, and Purdue's coming off a game where they turned uh, Iowa, who hadn't turned the ball over at all. We forced, what, four? Four turnovers, four turnovers? yeah. All interceptions. Of course, Purdue had one one fumble of their own, but, I mean, still coming out plus three uh, in the turnover margin against a team that de- generally hadn't turned the ball over was was a huge factor in that game. Yeah, and we're going to need something like that again. The, the biggest thing is, once again, we're playing a quarterback who's not good. Exactly. Can we do enough to just attack and attack the run game, not worry about what's happening behind us, and be able to plug the holes the way we were against Iowa and – actually able to get pressure, get lane, get, you know, stops, continue to tackle well, and maybe force them into some third and longs where they're not good. Uh, right. it, it is not their strength. Their third down conversions on the season, 30.59%. Oof, that if is bad. If they're scoring, it's because they are staying ahead of them and they are running either, you know, a big run play for a touchdown or they are getting a first down in the first two plays. And it's on the ground. This is not a team that is going to kill you in the red zone. They have a 75% red zone percentage. This is not a good offense. We are once again playing not a good offense. We have a good defense. So on paper, it, it stacks up to if, I mean, at this point, we're halfway through the season. There's no, is our defense for real? Right. Yeah. We are holding, even Notre Dame, we held to under 30. We have played well consistently. And again, we are playing an offense that is one note. They're not going to pass the ball. We don't have to worry about them, you know, gunning us deep as long as we can keep them behind the sticks and force them into advan- advantageous situations. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned it's been halfway through the season, but I'm like you. I still keep saying, you know, if our defense can continue to play well and if they can do this. But, if you know, if the season's half over, we just kind of have to stop feeling shaky so much about the defense and realize that this defense is pretty good. Um you know, halfway through the season, we we've played teams that have good offenses. We have played teams that have bad offenses, but our defense has shown up each and every week. And we have to get a little more comfortable in realizing that they do uh, have some talent back there. And the schemes seem to be good with those th- three defensive co 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 coordinators. <laughs> um, now, with Wisconsin and Purdue, they do have two opponents in common uh, thus far in the season. Both of us have played Notre Dame, and uh, both of us have lost to Notre Dame, and both of us have played Illinois and uh, both defeated Illinois. So I want to note, it, note that um, uh, Wisconsin allowed 41 points uh, to Notre Dame compared with the 27 that Purdue allowed. Um, and then both teams actually scored 13 against Notre Dame, so no no real difference there. Uh, the Illinois game, Illinois, or Wisconsin actually won 24 to nothing, so they shut out Illinois. Purdue, of course, limped along to that 13 to nine victory, um, and obviously not the prettiest of games. And it took a late touchdown to win it, but you know we'll take the we'll take the win there. But ultimately, it equals out that Notre or Wisconsin has allowed more points to like-minded opponents uh, than than Purdue has. So that's a little something you can compare it to, but given that you you know you play everybody at different points in the season, and during that Illinois game, Purdue had a lot of injuries, so you just never really can compare it one-to-one, but there is at least uh, some common opponents that you can look at. Yeah, I don't usually love to do stuff like that. Uh, 
one thing I'll say is I having to watch Illinois play even winning twenty four to nothing is not I like, impressive. I like that you say having to watch Illinois to play. It is not fun to no. watch them. And we were barely better, but we could at least watch. Yeah, the weather. Was, I mean, the weather was bad. Um, and Purdue just had so many injuries. It, <laughs> I, I think Brom can find one one scholarship guy that he's happy with on our team at least. Yeah, which apparently Bielema cannot. Yeah, I could not believe Bielema said that. So if you don't know what we're talking about, um, Brett, Brett, Bida, Brett Bielema basically said, my team is a bunch of bums, and there's not one position uh, over the last two, three years that's been recruited here uh, that has contributed on the field. I'm paraphrasing, but that was more or less what he said. And if you're in that locker room, you got to be thinking, wait, what is going on? My coach is just dumping on me in front of everybody? So... I think Bielema might be losing that locker room uh, anytime soon now. I think he would rather literally lose the people in the locker room. Probably what he's going for. Yeah, well, that's true. He's trying to kick everybody out the door so he can go up to that transfer portal and try to get everybody uh, to come. I don't think he's wrong. Well, no, but, like, you're the coach. You don't say that about your team. That's just, like, come on, man. You got to take responsibility. Even though you just came in and you didn't necessarily recruit those guys, those are your guys. Yeah. I mean, in a in a world where you don't get paid, in a Ted Lasso world, you are correct. <laughs> in the world of college football and, you know, whatever yeah. we live again. I mean, I get it. He's, you know, he's trying to fix his team, make some money and all that. But it's still, it's a, what a shit thing to say, especially about your guys. I mean, they're 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 year old kids. Um, they may not be able to, to go against the best teams in the country, but I'm sure they're still busting their ass out there, so... Yeah, it's it's disappointing. You you should be able to handle it. Yeah. So anyway, back to Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, that's really what we need to know. Um, for Purdue to win this game, I think it's going to be similar to what we talked about with the Iowa game and what you mentioned earlier. We're going to have to find a way to stop Wisconsin on first and second down and put them in bad positions on third down because their offense isn't good enough to get off the field on those long third downs. And if we can continue to do that with – good pressure on the defensive line and the linebackers um, and some good schemes with the corners and safeties, maybe creeping up, maybe doing some blitzing because we don't necessarily respect their passing game. Um, this defense can put Purdue in a good position to win this ball game. So Casey, let's, let's pretend that when we record next on Sunday, Purdue has won the game. What do you think the reasons uh, Purdue would be winning that game with this game are, what would they have to do? delightful future you've planned for us. I'm painting a beautiful picture. Well, it's going to come down to, obviously, we slow down the rushing attack the same way that we talked Iowa, forced him into third and long. And then we have to be able to move the ball. We went up against Iowa, great defense, moved the ball pretty well. Wisconsin's defense, very good as well. Almost in the same fashion. Very good against the run, very good against the pass, very disciplined. Not a big sack team, not a big... uh, Force turnovers, unlike us. But they are sound. They tackle well. They're fast. They're big. They, they're giving up 19.3 points a game. We will have to probably... I'm guessing we need to get to 25 and above to win this game. They are one of the stingiest yards per allow, uh, yards allowed per game. 225 a game is the second best that is, in the country. That is impressive. So... And they are the fifth best team on third down. So uh, one of those good old cliches, it's going to come down to who can convert third downs better. Because they're not very good at it. We have to force them into third downs. 
and we are probably going to get forced into some third downs that we have to convert. We did a great job against Iowa. Uh, AOC was very good on third downs. Really helps when you can have David Bell singled. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I don't imagine Wisconsin's going to make that same mistake. I, I cannot imagine. There's another but, coach in the country that. <laughs> well, yeah, but you have to hope. I mean, if they do bracket David Bell, he still will find a find a way to get the ball. Um, they're not going to shut him out entirely. But if they do that, you got to hope guys like Sheffield, guys like Milton Wright, um, maybe even Brock Thompson step up and make big plays because they've shown that they can do that. And with Payne Durham coming back and being healthy, you know, as his second week back, hopefully he'll be able to get more into a rhythm and AOC will have those weapons at his disposal so that if they do try to uh, bracket David Bell or even shade more players over his direction, that the opposite side of the field will be open for the passing game. Yeah, ideally, uh, Brom is on his stuff again because he showed a lot of nice stuff to attack the Iowa defense. That's going to be on tape now. Wisconsin's going to be prepared for that. So it'd be nice if we have some counters built. Exactly like you said, Durham can really be that seam guy up the middle that can help break apart a defense. Definitely when you third and longs. Really, he was really playing just short routes against Iowa, which was a little surprising because that's not... Uh, generally you want to give him as long a time as possible to see the ball and catch it. <laughs> that was a nice way of saying uh-huh. he's not the, he's not the yeah. greatest with his hands. And so anytime you get him wide open and just float it to him, that's, that's ideal. Uh, but yeah, he's, we're going to need to do just enough with the running game. King Doru has been pretty good that he's got to help us stay in those third, to, third to six to third to three conversion chances on third. And that's going to be a big key. Yeah, and I've not heard as of yet if uh, Xander Horvath is going to be back or not. Um, At this point, I think you can't expect him to be back. So Purdue is going to have to find a way again to manufacture a run game, whether that be with uh, Horvath, whether that be with Anthrop or Plummer, uh, and maybe uh, Burton gets out there every now and then. But Purdue has to find a way to at least keep the defense honest with some semblance of a run game um, because that Wisconsin defense is going to cause problems if you are completely one-dimensional. Yeah, I think we ran just enough against Iowa. We weren't very yeah. good at it, but we did it just enough to keep them honest. Had a couple nice runs, and it wasn't. We didn't do it enough to where it sank us into a bunch of right, right. So I, I think there is a chance, really, for Purdue to break this 14-year streak or 14-game streak. It's actually been, you know, 17 years. But um, so we are going to take a quick break. Then we'll recap what we uh, what we chose for the Iowa game, where we're at on the season predictions, and then we will make our predictions for Purdue versus Wisconsin coming up after the break. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we are back. So looking at where we are on the season, if you take into account last week, both Casey and I picked Iowa to beat Purdue, which, hey, in fairness, they were number two in the country. Purdue was unranked. I think we were just playing the odds. It Shame just, on us. Yeah. But again, we point out every week, if we're wrong and we pick against Purdue, that's a win-win. You know, I don't care. Um, so I actually picked Iowa 28, Purdue 10. Uh, that puts me at four and two on the season, which, hey, is the same record as Purdue, and they're ranked 25th. So I'll take that. Um, Casey missed his first game of the season last week. So no, no perfection for Casey. He's not going to wind up 12 and 0. Uh, he picked Iowa 27, Purdue 13. So he is now sitting at five and one on the season. So I am a full one game back from him in the standings so Casey I am gonna let you go first as has been our custom so what do you think is gonna happen this Saturday three o'clock on Big Ten Network Purdue versus Wisconsin Wisconsin coming into by the way a completely sold out Ross Aid Stadium has been for weeks so uh that is gonna be hopefully a good crowd that Wisconsin is gonna have to face you know what don't do it don't you know do what it. 28 24 Boilermakers oh my god see doing it i haven't been hurting so long dang i just want to be hurt see this really blows it because i was hoping you'd pick against them because i'm gonna pick purdue also and it was gonna be the only way i'm gonna be able Uh, to catch up with you all right okay well give me something why you think yeah okay we'll see about that when we get there honestly because i think i think our offense is better i think aoc is better and i you know not not a bunch of love here for I just think their quarterback's really bad and our defense is really good. Yeah, I think that's 100% fair. Um, so say your score again. 28-24. Okay. Boy limit. So I'm actually going 21-17. Uh, to 17. Uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair. I am also picking Purdue. So somehow both of us are picking Purdue in a football uh. game against Wisconsin, which seems like, given recent history, is not a good decision on either of our parts. Give it to us. <laughs> but uh, I think... To your point, uh, the Purdue defense looks great. Uh, The Wisconsin offense, very one-dimensional. And I think this overall is probably the best defensive staff that Brom has put together in his tenure. And I trust these guys to put together a game plan to, if not outright stop the Wisconsin running game, because I'm not sure anybody can do that, to do enough to at least slow them down um, and prevent them from just running all over Purdue like they've done in the past. To me, it's very good news for Purdue that this game is at home. 
and it is in front of a sellout crowd. Um, I mean, this game sold out, I want to say, about three to four weeks ago, uh, which is incredibly unusual for Purdue. And to me, that signals that there is some excitement in the fan base uh, going into the season and looking at uh, what this team can do. I'm sure the resale market has actually probably been pretty good for this game. So I'm hoping that three o'clock game, you know, fans have a little bit of booze in them. They're a little bit rowdy, uh, make a lot of noise. And I'm just excited to see what this team can do now that, you know, they've they've taken out a good team in Iowa. And, the you know, the last time Purdue took out a number two team in Ohio State, things did not go well uh, for the remainder of that season. You know, we had that one bright moment in the sun and then we just sort of collapsed. And I hope that the staff and the team has learned from that and they can take that those lessons and and see how they can maintain a high throughout the rest of the season. And if Purdue wants to stay in the top 25 and become a better team and become a better program, this is the type of game they have to win. They can't have a letdown against uh, Wisconsin that is, you know, a Wisconsin team that's sitting at three and three and is one of the worst Wisconsin teams uh, in recent years. You know, if Purdue is going to beat Wisconsin, this has got to be the year to do it. Yeah, I mean, this is my last week, Rob. I'm switching straight. If they win here, I'm in. We'll keep going. If not, eh, it'll be fine. If not, you've got basketball to be optimistic yeah. about. And, it's fine. Yeah. So, you get one chance. Yeah. i I got to be honest. This is completely unexpected. Uh, both of us picking Purdue. Like I said, I was really hoping you were going to pick against Purdue because uh, I've got a good feeling about this game. And if you would have been wrong and I would have been right, we'd be tied. Um, so now I just got to hope we continue to pick different in the future. Uh, otherwise, I'm not sure that I can I can catch up to you. So you can always pick Purdue against Ohio State. Again, I don't think I'm going to do that unless something horrific happens at Ohio State. But, I mean, uh, stuff horrifically happens at Ohio State all the time, but that's yeah. culture. Yeah, well, Urban Meyer's not there anymore, so yeah. there's no more distra- no more distractions uh, in the locker room. Are we sure he's not there right now? Well, he could have, you know, maybe he stayed behind. He's he probably had to have dinner. Big win to had, celebrate. Had, had, uh, had to have dinner with his grandkids or something to that effect. Uh, does he own that Applebee's? I'm, I'm very confused about that. Was the it an Applebee's? I think that was the joke. I don't think it was an actual Applebee's. He owned the restaurant. It, it was 100% okay. his restaurant. Like, I, that dude just needs to get his shit together. Yeah, basically. Well, uh, that took a turn, and uh, I think we should, you know, turn around, get the car back on track. So there we go. I mean, we're both picking Purdue. BTN, 3 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, it should be a pretty good game. Let's hope the Purdue defense can continue to play as they have all season. Let's hope Brom gets his uh, crazy offensive game plan out there. I want to see three quarterbacks again. I want to see uh, some sort of semblance of order to what the three quarterbacks are doing rather than just throwing them out there for no apparent reason. Um, I want to see evil mad scientist Brom and, and see what he can do uh, against a really tough Wisconsin defense. But you know, to be on the seventh game of the season and still be excited to be watching Purdue football and have things still on the line, it's a damn great feeling, and, and I've missed it. It's more than I thought we'd have. Yeah, me too. So I love what I'm here for. It. Um, we will chat with you again uh, on Sunday following the game. Hopefully we're talking about a Purdue victory, but let's all enjoy this top 25 ranking, and uh, let's see if we can maintain it. So uh, for Casey and myself, thank you for listening, everybody, and Boiler Up. Badger down. Badger down. That's